Hey, good morning. It's morning for me, and welcome to Maybe We'll Talk, a podcast about making a podcast about talking to people on the phone. I say that because, yeah, I really I find myself explaining what I'm doing, and maybe I've been saying I will cut back on that a little bit because, really, I mean, what is this contest? Contest? What is this contest about? What is this podcast about? I don't really know, and maybe I should write a little preamble so I don't have to. I think maybe it's that I feel like I have to say something other than, "Hi, welcome to the podcast. Here's what it's about today." Uh, and I usually end up saying, well, it's late. Well, I'll tell you what. It is the second week in July. It's 2023. I got three podcasts recorded. I'm putting out three podcasts this week. Um, we'll see exactly when. Working on some other stuff. But yeah, we're going to talk to Alex today about The Great Hunt, the second story, the second book in The Wheel of Time. We are going, the next podcast will be with Michelle. We will be talking about The Dream Master, Nightmare on Elm Street 4. And then finally, we will be wrapping up our coverage of the first edition, second edition. We, 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 every time we mention it, anyway, we will be wrapping up our coverage of the first edition Vampire the Masquerade clan books uh, with Saint, with clan book Ravnos, uh, will be the third episode this week. So uh, that's what's happening this week. Check me out on KoyaDK.tv. And here is Alex. Man, so hunt yeah. for the horn or hunting, where we've touched a little bit into the philosophical portion. The question of, uh, you know, if the road splits left and right, does the world split for each choice you could have made? Mm. Yeah, that's right. We're in a multiverse now. Yep. Very trendy. This um this Robert Jordan guy must have been watching some recent movies that have come out and has noticed yeah. the trends. Um yeah, and so he wrote in this book that there would be a multiverse in because it is twenty twenty three and multiverses are very hot. Yes. I mean multiverses have been around for quite a while. Um I think the concept was, it's not really relevant, but um, I think it was no, around okay. the time of um, Laplace. Who? I don't know if you know um, Laplace's demon or Laplace. You might oh. know it as. You heard English people talking about it. Yeah, I don't think I know. A French guy. Um, I don't know about French demons. Yeah. Well, philosophical demons are simply like entities that can't like exist in like logical reality. Basically, um, the class demon is um, the idea that if there was an entity who could know everything about every particle in existence, then it could like tell the future. Okay. Oh, sure. Like, uh, yeah, they want to do that with an AI machine a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah, and they want to sample. Do you know about the piece of angel food cake? No. Oh. (laughs) I mention it a lot. It's in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. They have a machine that can map out all of the future and all of the universe. It knows... Everything that is and will be, but it needs a, it needs to sample any material from any given universe, and it prefers angel food cake. I don't remember that. It's mostly in the second book. Yeah, it's been a while. I remember Zaphod the infinite probability around. drive. Yeah, I remember right, the yes. infinite probability drive, and I remember the um, the machine that shows you the entirety of the universe and your place in it that's it that's what i'm talking about it needs angel food cake yeah oh does it i didn't i don't remember that part of it that's crazy yeah that's how they remember being in it and yeah um he was the center of the universe (laughs) yeah he was like well that tracks and then he on the way out he eats the angel food cake (laughs) yeah I mean, it was it was an illusion. Right. He didn't actually go into the machine, but 
at that, just the idea that he was like, yeah, I'm the center of the universe. That's what, <laughs> just, yeah. I think I need to read those again. When I was in high school, I recall the sec- a lot of things in the second book not really making sense to me. And the fourth, yeah. no, the fifth one. The fifth one I recall not making any kind of sense to me at all. Wow, Jasper, how are you doing, man? It's July. What does he think of, has it been, how is it? It's, it's, it is so, I don't know. I feel like I talk about the weather a lot, but in the summer here, it really turns into like another dimension. It's just so sweaty and greasy and terrible. It's pretty bad, but he keeps pretty cool. We have the AC like in his room, so. Good. uh, Yeah. He's fine. Protect him from this terrible earth. Yeah. So that happened. But yeah, uh, multiverse in the Wheel of Time. Uh, Clearly a very desolate one, or the Trollix one. It did remind me of the Emerald Dream. I like that they go to the statue of. Arthur Hawkwing and it's a it's a scary statue of a raven instead. I like Which that is, they're in a deserted world that's kind of creepy with a couple scary differences. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny because um, like raven symbology in the books is like Bad. very it flips a lot. Okay, like ravens are kind of. Uh, they Not seem necessarily bad. a neutral party, but a both sides party. Okay, okay. They're they're kind of analogous to humans, more or less. Like there are ravens that are on the side of the dark one, and there are ravens that are for ravens, I guess. Okay. Not really for humans, but they're not like they're not evil. Huh. They're, they are used like a symbology for like intelligence, I guess, which makes sense. Ravens are yeah. very highly intelligent birds, so <clears throat> is there a uh, is there a light guy? A creator? Oh I I get yeah. That might be the question. I guess, like, yeah. well, just it's an equal but opposite to the dark one. Or yeah. is it just like well, we've got the creator and then we've got the dragon, who we don't know how we feel about the dragon. Yeah. So, yeah. The, You're not supposed to root for the dragon, like, I don't think. Yeah, it, it's very it's very much a um, biblical, like, analog, like, there's the creator who is the opposite of the devil mm-hmm. and the devil like goes and affects humans and stuff. And the devil's like, actually around. And, and, but the creator's just like, yeah, whatever. They'll just do whatever they want. And hopefully they do the right thing. <laughs> I'm not touching it. They've, they got to do it on their own. <laughs> Boy, they did this shit on lost and they made the good guy into such a complete asshole. They really made it look like what it would have, what, what kind of, I think the idea a rational person gets is that someone sitting around and going, well, I'm not, this isn't my fault. That person's <laughs> probably an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's really funny. Cause like that, that's very, like very much a, a prevalent thing or at least from my perspective. And I think from most, from most people's perspective, like, they talk about the creator very occasionally and like, yeah, very, yeah. They, not, a, not like there's like, not a whole church to him. It doesn't seem. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And, and like when they're specifically like, um, denouncing the dark one, they'll say, you know, they, they were sealed, you know, the dark one was sealed by the creator at the moment of creation. Yeah. But was that... that, like they don't pray to the creator. They don't like, right. There's, barely any mention of him outside of that like all of the all of the um not cursing but um what's it called oaths and stuff like sure shine like peace and yeah, yeah. peace beyond you and stuff like that instead of instead of saying like god or go with god or something creator. like that yeah 
Um, so was was the Dark One placed in Shaul Ghul by the creator at the time of creation? Was that before or after the world was broken? Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay. The wheel of time turns and ages come and go. There are no beginnings or endings to the turnings of the wheel of time. <laughs> That's my answer. That's generally, my answer. <laughs> generally, people aren't like... There don't we don't seem to have met people that are like well the dragon did save the world and so we're excited that he's coming again because most most people are just like well he's just gonna break it again because he saved it by breaking yeah. it yeah no one's I mean, really excited it, about him coming around yeah I, it th- that is very much like the intent of it like it is going to be a double edged sword and part of that is because you know we've seen. Um, dark friends in some like higher ranking positions but mm-hmm. if you think about it like what are the chances that royalty and stuff are going to be not corrupted by the dark one so uh, there's going no. to be a lot of upheaval for <laughs> to get to get all of the like Hello. the armies and stuff to oh. like actually be hey. following people who aren't dark friends you know yeah a lot so of the it, a lot is going to be very very tumultuous and like he's going to break laws and break countries and it's not going to be the funnest of times but it, it is necessary. Oh, you can't you can't make an omelet without uh, you know sh- kings. shattering a few nations and yeah <laughs> Jasper's all for it. Jasper, Jasper says, let's kick down some kings, break some nations. Yeah. No gods, no kings, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you're so excited to be here. <laughs> He's adding his own commentary, too. Where's my, where's one, where, where are all of my kitties? I wonder if I could show you a cat. <laughs> she hears you yelling. There's the kitty. Yeah, you like her? He's being like, let go of me. But he always falls when I do, so I oh. try to keep my arms somewhat close. Oh, you're yeah. ready, friend, now. He you're yearns now. for freedom. <laughs> he does. I'm going to come up in his crib really quick, and I'll be okay. right back down. Sure. I'm glad we have the AC up there, but I'm also really jealous, because like, I go in there to put him down to bed, and I'm like, oh. It's so nice in here. It's oh, like 50 degrees. Yeah. I come oh, back downstairs boy. and I'm like, it's 80 down here. <laughs> it's so, yeah. It really makes it, it, it really, it really makes you want to stay when you've been in non air conditioning. Air conditioning is so great. <laughs> it is. It's very nice. True mastery over the elements. Yeah. Well, it's nice because it's like, it's upstairs. So, when he's down here, like his door is open and the AC is cooling down the whole house. But when he's going down for a nap, we've got to close the door so that anything we do doesn't wake him up. Loud noises and such. So. So I just read I'm, chapter. Oh, what happened? What's getting warm? What? Oh, when whenever we put him down for a nap, it gets warm again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we have to close this door. Yeah. Yeah, in chapter 18, I think, and a little bit earlier, there was another chapter with uh, Egwene and Nynaeve. Uh, There was, yeah. Yeah. And she. Oh, yeah. Uh, they hang out with Varen, and either Varen or someone else is telling Egwene in the earlier chapter that Egwene probably is a dreamer and has special yeah. dreamy abilities. Yeah. yeah. Anaya is the blue, Alana is the green. There was a green one. There was a green one. And yeah, that's why I got confused because I was like, I remember it starts with an A, but I don't they remember the name. They all start with A's. Yeah. All of their names start with an A, and they all have <laughs> long, multi-syllable Japanese yeah. anime names. <laughs> so there's Alana, and then there's Anaya, 
and then there's Leanne. <laughs> You're like, wait. Okay. I like Leanne. Oh, Leanne yeah. is played by Gwendolyn Christie. Yes. Um. Yeah. Oh, there was. Yeah, I'm trying. To, I think Padden Fane. I think he might be played by a character from The Last Airbender. Uh, live action? No. Okay, good. I was gonna say. <laughs> I have no idea. I I the live action. Uh, Airbender was on like in a room I was in, and I saw some glaciers. That's what I know about it. There were glaciers in it. That's probably the best thing to know about it. That's all you need to know. That's all that's it. important. Well, um, everything else is like told in a completely different way than like the anime was. So, oh yeah, it's like it's not even. If it is the same story, it's just not presented at all in the same way, or the same things don't happen. Yeah. It's it's one of those. Com- is it? Would you compare it to say the story's the same? The themes are completely different. Oh, so that's an interesting. Different. That's interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting shift. Would you compare it to the Amazon original uh, series Wheel of Time? <laughs> the Wheel of Time, the Amazon Wheel of Time series, did not have themes. Okay. There are themes right, yeah, okay. in the last Airbender live action. In the movie, action. wow! Live action Airbender movie getting a better treatment than Amazon See, original Wheel of Time. Oh, like the last Airbender, I would give it a three out of ten. The Wheel of Time, I would give it a one out of ten. That's that's the that's what we're dealing with here. Like they're both really bad, and I don't like either of them. And I wish they hadn't done them. But like, they they didn't even put the barest amount of effort into the Wheel of Time one. They're like, there's a story there somewhere. These are the characters' names. Make what you will of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, anyway, we've, we've said a lot about that. So yeah, there there's a couple we got a couple chapters here in this interim with Eggweed and Nynaeve. Uh and the first one has Varen before Varen rides off to not quite find Rand in time. Mm-hmm. Uh but now in chapter eighteen the the Queen of the Witches is fucking force choking Nynaeve in her mm-hmm. bedroom and forcing gooey Slop gooey slop down her throat. Yeah. So Nynaeve does the same thing back to her. Yeah, and that she's one. she's rewarded for it. She's like, good, you threw me against a wall. Uh we won't send you to live with the novices. <laughs> Pretty much. This is a wacky school. Have you do you kind of have an idea of like how Nynaeve is different from the rest in terms of like how she channels and stuff. Well, it's tied to a little bit. Uh, I, and well, it is tied to her anger. Mm -hmm. It's tied to one emotion. Um, but I get the sense that it is a, a primal connection. She has that. She has a sort of, you know what? I keep talking about Druids. Did I ever, I did mention shamanism at one point, but that's what it feels like. She's got, you know, she's got a, her source, her path to the source is through the elements of the earth and wind, you know, that sort of a primitive, she's a primal caster, like a shaman. I mean, they, they all are the, like, yeah. So they're, they'll go into it later, but it's not like, it's not really a spoiler Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're not really. We're not super worried about. Yeah. Channeling the power. There are five threads of the power. There's air, earth, fire, water, and spirit. Oh. And the effect that you get depends on like how you weave threads of each of those. Oh. Okay. That has not been mentioned at all. I don't think. It has not. Okay. Yeah. It will come up fairly soon once they start teaching them. I'm obviously but, thinking of the different colors that are there, but that's not 
those aren't really colors of those aren't really flavors of magic that's more just like flavors of what the group is about that has yeah. that color you don't see the red guys throwing fireballs and the blue guys throwing frost bolts is what i'm saying yeah i know uh each person has their own affinity with certain elements. Okay, well, Nynaeve certainly likes the wind. She does. She is very strong in... She's actually very strong in all five. Oh, like she, uh, like that one airbender kid with the arrow yeah. on his forehead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's... Yeah. Well, it's funny... Um, like I, I don't really feel like these are spoilers because it's like it's not really relevant. Like if, if I told you not, things, if, yeah, if you're, you're not more spoilery, but like you wouldn't say what, like, oh, in the next chapter, Rand comes and kills Perrin with a gun. Yeah, you wouldn't say that to me. So I mean, no. the kind of stuff we're talking about is very low, not even spoilery. Yeah, and like, world building isn't really spoilery. Rand kills yeah. Perrin with a gun is a big spoiler. If anyone asks me, if oh, anyone right, ever says, if anyone ever says, I'm reading this book, don't spoil it for me. I'm going to say Rand kills Perrin with a gun. <laughs> He's going to kill him with a spirit gun. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yu Yu Hakusho style. <laughs> uh yeah, the old yeah, ghost-powered finger guns. Yeah, I don't really find their affinities to be really much of a spoiler because it doesn't, like... Like, making mist is obviously air and mm-hmm. water. Mm-hmm. And, but, like... And, like, lightning would be air and fire. Um, but, like, creating an illusion. Like, what, what threads would you need for that, you know? And, like... All, all sorts of stuff like that. It's like saying what their what their affinities are doesn't really spoil anything about the story. I don't feel like yeah. like saying specifically what abilities they learn to use and things like that. That would be a spoiler. But and their affinities don't necessarily dictate what abilities yeah. they end up with. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Moraine's affinities are ever really mentioned. But I think that she's like primarily um, water and fire. Okay. Which is an interesting mix. Um, she does do a fair amount of fireball throwing. Yes. Yeah. And she does a fair amount of water throwing too. Less so in this book than in New Spring, but. Two main things that she uses are are water and fire. Is is it's an new, interesting dynamic. Is New Spring the is that the prequel? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I, we've I know we've talked about it, but you you generally you feel like starting with Eye of the World is correct. Yes, definitely. All right. Um, and like. I would say probably reaching the end of the second book at least would be like not necessary, but it would help you understand things a lot better, make things a lot more clear. Sure, okay. Because they've talked about some things now that like just aren't really brought up in the first book. Yeah. Um, and like they've gone into more detail about Perrin and about. Um, Borders and like the prophecies of the dragon. They're very like vaguely touched on in the first one where it's just like, he's got to come back and he's got to kill the dark one. And by the way, it's you. (laughs) (laughs) When they kind of go more into it and like, oh, hey, there's prophecy, there's dark prophecies, there's the light prophecies, there's, you know, everyone's got prophecies to spare. There's a little more spin on things. Yeah. Oh well, as always. 
<laughs> there's a lot of uh but yeah there's a lot more immediately in this book about the structure and the mechanics of the Aes Sedai and sort of what uh the different uh Aja are about and just kind of yeah. how they tend to how they all tend to handle things but yeah there's a lot of uh and even just like I said, the first time we talked about this particular book, just immediately a little bit more about Sidar and Sidain and about the whole the whole thing and all of uh, the yeah, the big central mechanic of the world and uh, the dudes that got locked away by the creator at the creation of the world, which, you know, was either before or after when all of this stuff happened. Yeah. And we'll get we'll get a lot more on the story of that, like the basically the entirety of the end of the second age and the entirety of the third age will know in broad strokes like the history of what happened by the end of it. Which is really cool. And like that's one of the things that like I love the most about it, because it's like it's all world building that's done, that's told through the story of just like them traveling and like him being the dragon and like gathering the nations and stuff like that. Like it's it's a lot of like lore integration. Again, sure. that that thing that I brought up back in book one, you know, it you get a small little piece of something and then like it you slowly build up on it and you get more and more information about it as you go through. And it's just like everything, everything about everything in this in these books is that. Uh, turtles all the way down. Exactly. We did get a we got a parent chapter in chapter fourteen. Mm-hmm. The the wolves think of him as the young bull who slaughters mm-hmm. men with great metal horns. Yes. That's and Elias cool. Yeah, and Elias's long tooth. That's of his dagger. It's really cool. I, I like, I love the wolves. I love the way they talk. I love yeah. the way they think. Yep. It's real great. <laughs> really good. Yeah. Wolves, so, wolves don't care about distance. So they, they communicate how far something is by how long it takes to run from hill to hill. <laughs> because why don't they care? Like time of day, whatever. Like, yeah, during nighttime, we're more likely to sleep, but sometimes we hunt and, you know, so why would they why would they think of anything else you know they don't have clocks they don't i uh perrin and the wolves remain my favorite part um yeah and really yeah only a little bit of perrin so far but we did get we got a nice chapter with that and talking about him being the young bull and talking to the wolves when they are separated from rand because rand is in the emerald dream Rand is in Matt, a world that may have been. Yes. Yes. I think it's funny that you call that the Emerald Dream, and mm-hmm. you'll find out in a few chapters, I think by next week, if not the week after. Okay. We're we're close to halfway through this thing, by the way. Yeah. This yep. is not the second time we've talked about it. And I guess I, I would say, man, close to halfway. I don't know if I would put it into sixths. Eighths, three eighths. Uh, I think we're pretty much exactly. We're th- we're, we're 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 real close to the center. Yeah, we're at two eighty four out of six, almost seven hundred. So yeah, we're pretty much we're pretty much there. I mean, three forty is going to be our exact middle, right? Looks like. Yeah. Yeah. So, we've. We've still got a ways to go. We've got things to, to find. Um, Rand is sitting there waiting for what might be the dark friends coming through in the real world. If they didn't also travel to that other... Yeah, he's not sure how they were able to sense them or exactly where they were in relation to the other world they were in. Yeah, Celine seems strangely to know a lot of oh, she's sus. Um, oh man, she's sus as fuck. 
<laughs> this bitch is gonna sell him out. She's definitely forsaken. She's not. Yeah, definitely big problem with this lady. They're yeah. quite obvious. Yeah, it's very funny though because Loyal's like, I mean, I don't know everything, and you know, Karen and have the have a library. It's like you're ninety, Loyal. You're ninety. You've had ninety years of study. <laughs> you know, she's supposedly theoretically like what in her 20s like mm. definitely is definitely not a um something's up yeah uh i interrupted you but you were about to say something about the emerald dream when i started talking about what page we were on oh i was yeah i was going to say that it's really funny that you called it the emerald dream um and you'll find out why in a little bit okay not necessarily like i suspect that it is a dream of some type it's the the other worlds are the dreams of the green man while he slumbers <laughs> below in the barrows. well we've already yeah we've already talked about um well we've already seen um from egwin um talk about like Dreams and like oh, sure. dreams. right, yeah, 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 yeah. Are they wandering through Egwene's dreams? You ever, you know what, you know about the Max with two X's? No. Oh, it was a comic book by Image in the '90s, and there was an MTV show, an adaptation. Uh, yeah, it's about this big Hulk guy that goes through people's subconsciouses. It's cool. It's it's a whole thing. I would I would if I started talking about it, I would not stop. The max is the max <laughs> fucking rules. Maybe I'd need to do a piece about the max. Uh why is Patton Fane cracking people leaving a trail of cracked skulls? Does he need to suck people's brains out? Uh he likes doing it. They're following a trail of bodies with cracked skulls. We're getting a little yeah. this is this is earlier. We've sort of we haven't seen Pat and Fane for a little bit now. Now that Rand is in the other world and Perrin mm -hmm. is worried and Varen is catching up to them, Moraine and Leandrin have fucked off somewhere, probably to fight each other with fireballs and frostbolts. Yes. Um and yeah, Egwin and at during all of this, Egwin and uh Nynaeve have arrived at Wizard School, which I guess was the last thing that I read. They're getting settled into yep. their rooms. Yes, the White Tower awaits. And someone is someone going to play the French horn in Chapter Nineteen? There's an image of a horde, oh, <laughs> but it's the like horn a. Of Valier. Is that is does the horn of Valir look very French like that? Oh, I guess it does on the cover. I'm picturing yep. like. Um, you know, when it's the horn of a bull that's been made into a trumpet. That's what I've been picturing, like a hunting horn. I've been picturing that this whole time. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, it is much ornate, much more ornate and brass looking in the yes. illustrations. That Now that I... I didn't even... I barely even looked at the... I, well, you know what? I was trying to figure out... Who the goat men were. We talked a lot about the goat men, and we talked about loyal... And yeah, and I and I didn't even look at the French horn this guy is wielding. So yeah, yeah, but Pat and Fane is just committing atrocities, slaughtering whole villages, and tormenting and frightening people, and then killing them. He's on a fucking rampage. Can he not? He doesn't know how to open the box that the horn is in. He does not. Okay. He's so, very limited. So that's sort of, that's where our characters are. But he owns the dagger. Does the dagger improve the powers that he has over all of his traveling companions? Or does he just, because of the transformation um, he's gone through, he gets to order Trollocs around? Well, remember, like, it's uh, it's from Shadar Logoth. And, yeah. Uh, like, he clearly overpowered uh Miradral with just having the knife. So 
Trollocs who are scared of Miradral would obviously be even more scared of a thing that can nail a Miradral to a door. Sure. Yeah. Who's um uh, who's the guy that lives in Shadar Lagoth? Mordreth? Mordeth? Mordeth? Yeah. Is he uh Mordeth. Does he have oh there's a there's a couple guys that live there. There's Mordeth and uh Mashadar. And, and Mashadar. Yeah. Mashadar is more of a force than a person, but yeah. Which of those two entities uh has more influence over the dagger? Uh Neither. Okay. It's just, is it generally cursed with Shadar Lagothiness? Yeah. <laughs> it's not cursed by any of either of the two entities? Yeah, no. It, it's more of a, um, Star Logoth, like, Shar Logoth was eaten by, like, the paranoia. Okay. And, yeah. Like, they turned against like, each other because of Mordeth. Yeah. So Mordeth is the cause of that paranoia. Like, so he's the. I think that's who I'm thinking about as far as someone being involved with the dagger. But please continue. Yeah, you could you could almost think of him as like a patient zero for the spread right. of the paranoia. Okay. So like he's but he's immune to it like he's still suffering from it but he's also immune to it if that makes sense sure so he's yeah, yeah he's a carrier and he just spreads it as he I feel like I'm expecting yeah Pat and Fane to be directly influenced by Mordeth or to become him in some way that's sort of what I've been thinking about with that dagger because of the... Uh... Yeah, I mean, he's he's kind of shown that in, like, where he's, like, changing um, voices and, like, yeah. attitude and things like that, that kind of thing. Like, he very much has already shown some level of, uh, of that. All right, so Rand walks into a room and there's some flies and some yes. dead bodies and he has multiple hallucinations of the people's of their of their lives ending over and over again he sees it multiple mm -hmm. times and the exact yeah. same passage is printed on the page multiple times so it really <laughs> it really hammers home like the rhythm yes. of what's happening to him uh yeah what's but what's your take on that scene what's going on i i love it so much because like your reaction to it was my reaction to it and I think it's everyone's reaction to it. And, like, it's so... It's really interesting that it's done that way because it, you're, as it is, already immersed in Rand's story and, like, the, the way it's written, like, you're already putting yourself in that position. Like, him, him walking through the door feels like you walking through the door and experiencing that exact same thing that he's experiencing because you get that one little like sentence in between it happening and it happening yeah. again and you're like wait I don't I don't understand like what's what's going on and you realize like that's that's exactly what he's thinking too because every time you finish you finish it once or if you like maybe you skim over it I'm sure some people do but like you skim over it thinking like something's wrong with this so you go down to the next and you're like yeah like it's it's the exact same thing for him he can't understand what's going on and like in between the the flashes of memory like things are going really crazy in the room <clears throat> so i i think that that's probably one of my favorite passages because it puts you as the reader in the shoes of the character that's being written about and like yeah, that's not something you really get outside of like good, like top tier video games and movies. Like books, rarely ever put the reader in, like, in the shoes of a character. 
where they're they're experiencing the exact effect that the character is experiencing. Yeah, I would be I would have to think for a long time to try to come up with an example, but it's almost it's almost it's almost interactive the way that like you because first of all, when I I find myself reading the same passages over and over on a normal page of a normal book. So yeah, for me, like... <laughs> it almost did a double trick on me because I'm used to this kind of thing that I had to like go back and forth a couple. It becomes, yeah, it's almost interesting. Some people, I'm sure there are people that will say you should never trip up your reader and like take them out of and make them think about the fact that they're reading something on a page. But like in another way, tripping me up like that gets me to really take a look at what's and there are plenty of books that intentionally trip you up. So it's not, yeah. it's certainly not a rule or anything, but I'm sure there are people that would, that would bitch about this. <laughs> yeah. Is well, what I'm well, saying. Is, <laughs> what I, what I understand from like the rules of writing, the rules of writing are basically like, if you're just starting out writing, <laughs> there are rules. you don't know when to put these in to have the impact that they need to have. You're going to put them in, in a place that just doesn't make any sense. And it sure. doesn't like, Oh yeah, really easy to fuck this kind of thing up. Yeah, sure. So, like, just as a rule of thumb, don't do this. Uh, you can see that it does absolutely work. There are writers who make it work in very specific instances during very specific times. It's not the first thing you see. It's not like tossed in randomly. It's like the we've already discussed. Like it's already been discussed that Rand might be going crazy. Yeah. And like, that's a fear that he's like actively been considering for the entire chapter. And he walks into that room and like, you get that experience of that fear of like, am I going crazy? I totally just read this already. Like the exact <laughs> same. coming through word by word, like comparing each section and you're like, do the words change here? Do the words change here? And like, you start feeling like you're like you're like crazy. You're like there's no there's no way he would write it this many times. Like this <laughs> this feels crazy. It feels like I'm crazy. <laughs> so it, it very it's like beautifully mentally cinematic. Okay. Like, yeah. Because it, it absolutely creates the picture not just of the of the thing happening but of it happening the exact same way with the exact same thing happening over and over again because it's just word for word and like in between you're thinking like in between each one you're thinking i just saw this what's going on you know there's changes in between but like why is this exactly the same why is it you know happening again and again and again you're thinking the exact same things that rand is thinking <laughs> Yeah. Um, why is why is Rand so mad that the lady packed up a banner for him at only nice clothes? Why, why did she only dress him in nice clothes? Was she trying to get him made fun of? Um. Yes, kind of. But also, like, he. I mean, Ingtar said, like, he's the second in command. Like, yeah. So, and they all call him Lord Rand. They all, like, defer to him. And, like, she's kind of setting that up. He doesn't like it because, like, he keeps saying, I'm a shepherd. I have no idea about any of politics or how any of this is supposed to work. I'm not the guy that you need to turn to for this. Yeah, I'd be but, pretty annoyed with that lady. But he needs to be that kind of person because he is the dragon. From Morian's point of view, he's the dragon. He needs to be a leader that leads countries, leads the entirety of humanity. He needs to be, you know, put in that position. He needs to be given those responsibilities because he's going to have to have them whether he is prepared or not. So preparing him as best as possible. And the reason that he's mad about the banner of the dragon is that is specifically the banner of the dragon. That is no other, like, there is no confusing that with anything else, anyone else, anywhere else. No other country has has any sort of dragon or lizard paraphernalia. Or <laughs> anything like that. 
They don't like they don't like anything to do with dragons anywhere in this world. They don't like it. It seems so, like if he's trying to keep a low profile, he should not have this object with him. Which is why he's so angry, because <laughs> he's like, how am I supposed to keep people from thinking that, you know, I'm trying to claim that I am that? Which is the other issue, because, like, people claiming to be the dragon are seen as false dragons. Yeah. They're That's not good either. Dragon. Yeah. So, so yeah. It, it's It's pushing him in a lot of ways, towards kind of away from that arrogance even, where, like, instead of, you know, letting him discover it on his own and become arrogant about it because he's so stubborn and set against what people tell him to do, Brain is pushing him towards it so that he pulls back away from it, just trying to keep him humble. Man, these, you know? these witches are sneaky. They always yes. they always up to some kind of plotting big, and scheming. Big psychological shit going on. <laughs> this is this is where like it's very much an understatement when they say like the truth that an I said I says isn't the truth that you think it is. Like and uh in a few in a few chapters they'll start talking about Dice Dimar, the game of houses, and uh, yeah, like one yeah, of the yeah. one of the things that's mentioned is like they say that the Ice Knight invented the game of houses because that's like they are 500 layers deep with webs spanning the entire, you know, uh, known world. So. It sounds exhausting. <laughs> it would be yeah. so exhausting to have to remember all of my weird half lies, all and secrets and plot lines and turning wheels. Yeah, and uh, the Forsaken are better at it than Aes Sedai are, so... Um, well, there's only, like, 11, 10 or 11 of those. 13, the 13, the 13 Forsaken bound in Sheogol with the creator, or with well, the Dark One at the... Creator of the Dark One, same thing. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, not anymore, not though. Really, but, yeah. There's yeah. not 13 right now. True. At least one was killed. Yes. Vaporized. Two, technically. No, the guy, the, the baby head was killed. Yeah, the. Oh man. The masked one and the. Um. The I, creepy rapist one. I feel like I was playing a video game or something, and someone had a creepy baby head. Yeah. Recently. The. Uh, the, the furnace mask. The furnace mask. Bosmon. Oh no no no! I'm no. I'm talking about in. I'm talking about the two guys in the end of the first book. Yeah, Agenor and Balthamel. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Balthamel had like a baby face mask. Yeah. And I, I would, yeah, I feel like I saw some. I saw something like that this weekend. Maybe it was on True Blood or something. Yeah. I saw someone with a creepy baby face mask. <laughs> And he got turned into mold. Oh. Or mushrooms. Yes, that's correct. And then Agonor is the one who got killed by Rand. In the struggle for control over the eye of the world. And now, so now they're traveling with number 11. Any guesses as to who she is? Have we, has her name appeared in print? Yes. I know we talked about a female forsaken, forsaken who was like the biggest and baddest. Did we talk about a female forsaken who was very bad? Yes. Yeah, that's who I think she is. Okay. Lanfear? Yeah, that's right. When did we talk about her? Early on, um, it must have been, because we haven't talked for a couple weeks. Yeah. Well, the prophecy, the prophecy written on the wall. Mm talked about on the wall uh, of the cell written by Trollocs yeah. and dark friends yeah it talked about the, the coming one, of lanfear the talked about the coming of the daughter of the night and then i think we talked about that and they didn't mention her name until two chapters after that or something like that when Varen was speaking about it i think uh, yes yeah like it was brought up 
briefly as the daughter of the night. And then like Farron went and talked to um, Swan and Moraine. And she was like, clearly this is Lanfear. You know, this is referencing Lanfear. Yeah. So you think she's Lanfear? Seems real likely to me. It makes sense. I mean, she's she's the only one that's been mentioned, and it doesn't seem likely that somebody who doesn't wield the power is in a world that requires you to be able to wield the power to be in it. She seems and, unbelievably, unbelievably suspect just in her very actions. Yes. And, like... I, I, Varen, I, I was on to her smelly schemes from the beginning. Yeah. And Varen, a brown who we know is clearly very into knowing absolutely everything all the time. Yeah. Didn't make, didn't understand or couldn't make the connection that, uh, or at least didn't verbally make the connection that, uh, that stone that Rand disappeared near was a portal stone. So if a Brown doesn't know anything about the portal stone, how it's some random. Yeah. <laughs> and these are it's some, very, these are some ancient very, shits. Yeah. She could, be, she could be a different Aes Sedai. She could be... Um, I don't even remember her name. The Red. Leandrin. Oh, Leandrin? Leandrin. She could be Leandrin? Certainly. Rand yeah, doesn't well, know what Leandrin looks like? Uh, well, we've seen Moraine become absolutely giant. Oh, okay. That's true. Okay, sure. Yeah. They do illusions and... Other such things. Yes. Okay. Yeah, she could be someone we know. Okay. Um, yeah, so did so we actually I do not recall. Is there a scene where Varen does Varen catch up to them in the Perrin chapter and they're like looking yes. or they're still around yep. where the stone is and Varen yeah, doesn't she seem said, to know. Show me where show me where he disappeared from. Specifically okay. she came yeah. the morning after. Yeah. Morning and Loyal after. barely knows about these things. This is super ancient magic to go to the Emerald Dream. Yes. Which is, you know, I mean, the most, yeah, the ancient, most primitive of the shadows of the earth or whatever. Yeah. Cool. So that's about, yeah, that's almost halfway through the Great Hunt. Indeed. I'm really, I'm really excited for the next, the next bit because I think we're going to get into Kerkian. Okay. By next time, we should be able oh. to. Yeah, there are nine rings in this book. Are there nine wraiths to go with them? No, okay. the nine rings. It, there's a. I just noticed that there's a chapter called the Nine Rings. I don't know. Oh, oh I don't know yeah. if they are rings that go on the fingers of wraiths, but I do. I do recall nine rings in some other work of fiction. Yeah. <laughs> are they? Are they some other type of rings, like rings of a, a guild or something like that? It is an inn. Hmm. Oh, does it have an Olympics-style sigil upon its... Those Something are five like rings. Yeah. I feel like there's a bunch of rings in Marvel. There's like a um, there's like a criminal organization called like... They might even be called the Nine Rings. They might be called the Ten Rings. It's like a... Uh, yeah, like a terrorist group or something or some bunch of dudes with guns that are bad guys, you know. I think Iron yeah. Man fought with them. I don't really know. It's one of my <laughs> areas of non-expertise when it comes to Marvel. I don't know who Iron Man fought with, but he might have fought with some guys called the Ten Rings or something. Yeah. So if we do make it only a chapter a day for this week, we'll still be... um I mean, it'll still be a good hundred pages, uh, and it goes through a lot of stuff. So, and yeah, we're on a weird. We're we're sort of on a weird sort of. I don't even know what really the schedule is of us 
yeah when we speak to each other and if it's usually a week between or not or whatever yeah yeah we'll see if and i mean it right now all my shit is all over the place so it doesn't if it works if it works better for you to talk on sundays we'll get back to talking on sundays but basically yeah, yeah basically we'll see what happens the next time we feel like we need to talk <clears throat> about it we will <laughs> yeah i mean it's yeah. been it's been kind of a hectic couple of weeks how was your so. vacation it's a family vacation so well, yeah yeah it's got ups and downs it certainly had downs and it had middles oh, oh dear <laughs> oh dear well sometimes it's like that i suppose well uh, i'm not much of one for traveling for yeah, vacation mm. yeah so I feel like uh, the term wisdom and the way that it's used in this book as a noun is similar to where, as English speakers, we got the word witch. I feel like the mm-hmm. idea of like a wise woman or a woods woman. Yes. Like, especially, yeah, I think that, yeah, I think the witch specifically comes from the term wise and the word wise in some way. And yeah, uh, yeah the idea of a, a village wise woman or or a woman in the woods that was that was that was a wisdom and could you know cure your asthma or whatever yep there's also going to be wise women and there's also going to be mother x mother x not x specifically but x as in like mother whatever the name oh, is oh yeah yeah sure 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 that's definitely yeah yeah how the Aes Sedai speak to one another definitely a lot of witches these are definitely witch books yes witchcraft no wizardry just witchcraft yeah no wizards only witches wizards are hunted down wizards fuck up the storytelling <laughs> they make <laughs> they cause the 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 pages to run in a loop and they confuse the reader so yes we, gotta, we don't like gotta that. check them uh, well yeah, I yeah. Know about that so cool oh no there's, there's, hints, in it, but there's hints in it but uh i'm assuming you haven't really picked up on it because uh, it's very Again, was, lots of really small details that, like, just every every piece of it is, like, huge. And you just don't ever realize it until you go back through. I kind of don't want to think about it too much. I was, ta- I was you know, because I was talking about the effect the book is having specifically on the reader. Yeah. Are you... <laughs> Is there gonna be is there gonna be some meta situation where the reader is more involved in some way? Is that what you were hinting at? No. Oh, okay. Really. Okay. That's why I paused to think. That's what I when I said I'm not sure I want to think this all the way through. That's what yeah. I was. That's what I thought you were saying because I had been saying because I had been talking about um, a character sort of. I had been speaking as a character talking about how the reader might read the the text yes. you know what i mean so i was kind of like yeah. i thought i thought we were going somewhere different which i mean no. you know and i'm not saying that i would prefer or or not prefer that sort of thing yeah no i it was more of a comment on the um wizards and witches thing oh sure right okay okay yeah, yeah. Um, we'll get we'll get a lot so more we'll see. yeah okay yeah 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 so um I'm excited for it though Cool, yeah, me too. Okay, thank you so much for listening to Maybe We'll Talk. Like I said, we got two more episodes that will be out this week. Uh, I don't know exactly what days, but I'm, you know, working on a few things, as always, and maybe some other stuff will be out. But anyway, uh, you can keep track of everything that's coming out by joining us on Discord, and you can get a link to that discord on koyadk.tv that's c-u-y-a-d-k.tv uh the next episode that will be coming out will be our coverage of the dream master which i feel like we talked about a lot of things other than the movie this time 
We, 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 me and Michelle should probably just start a podcast about dogs and cats, I think, maybe. Maybe that's what will end up happening. But anyway, um, after that, of course, we have the conclusion of Saint and I's coverage of the Vampire the Masquerade first edition clan books uh, with clan book Ravnos. That will be up, you know, Thursday or Friday. And uh, yeah, KoyaDK.tv. You can get links to all of my show socials. You can buy soap from me on Etsy. You can support me on Patreon. You can find, uh, yeah, all of my other places that you can support me and watch videos and check out stupid shit by me on Instagram and TikTok and wherever. So uh, yeah, C-U-Y-A-D-K.tv. And uh, I will be talking to y'all within a couple days. Thank you.